Hello again and welcome to Mastermind.fm. This is the seventh episode. And in this episode, I'm joined by James Laws from WP Ninjas. And this is Joan Galea from WP Mayor and WPRSS Aggregator. In this episode, uh, we're going to talk about what we're currently up to. In the previous episode, we're, we've t- spoken about um, our projects and more details about those. And in this episode, we're going to dig deeper into what we're doing right now so you can get to know us more and our our team and projects more. Yeah, I think uh, so. Last week, we just kind of gave the overview, right? Like this is this is what we do, but that's not necessarily what the that's not the deep dive into what we're doing right this moment in those projects. So I think this will be good. Um, I know you've been traveling recently. You've you've been visiting some conferences. You want to talk about that? Sure. So I've been to London for the A Day of Rest conference, apart from getting a blanket for resting. <laughs> that wasn't the welcome pack. <laughs> I was going to say, was it restful? <laughs> yeah. 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 Uh, well, I don't think they meant sleep during the conference by restful. <laughs> But they sure made us feel warm and snug. So it was very interesting. It was about the new REST API. So it was the first day was a couple of talks. And the second day was a workshop, kind of the same format that uh, WordCamp takes with sessions and then the hack day on the on the last day. My reasons for going there with my developer was to explore the REST API and what it could do for us as plugin developers mainly. So whether we could integrate some of this new technology into our own plugins or build new plugins based on the REST API. The takeaways were a few and it was very interesting to get to know the team behind the REST API and to appreciate the work that has gone into developing this massive new innovation for WordPress because I think it's going to be a game changer for WordPress itself. Um, So the first thing we really understood was that Now WordPress uh, via the REST API will become a platform that enables people to use use it as just part of the stack rather than the main component of their website or online product. Um, with, With the API, you can have WordPress doing user management and storing all the data and then have the API provide all that content to your other websites or API or sorry, apps. So you could build a mobile app and via the API access the data that's stored on your WordPress site. And that's a revolution because before before this, we haven't had a clear way of exporting data in real time from WordPress. Many people used, in fact, RSS, and um, now they can switch to the REST API. It was also interesting for us since we have the RSS plugin, so we needed to make sure whether RSS itself would be obsolete in the coming months and years. And uh, from my understanding, this is not going to be the case because RSS is, has different uses than the API. Uh, so so let's say if you have a latest news widget from your own website, you can use the API. That would work fine. But if you're importing from, say, 100 websites, most of which are not even WordPress, then you'd have to rely on uh, RSS as the only way you can extract data from that website. That's interesting. I, so I can't really speak super intelligently about the REST API um, other than I know my devs on our team are watching it closely. I know we have plans on integrating it with Ninja Forms. Um, it actually helps us. You know, we've in, in our current version of Ninja Forms that we're about to release, we're already trying to, as much as we can, be able to decouple the plugin from WordPress itself 
and the REST API takes that one next step further, right? So that we can, we can just hit WordPress, get the data, and it doesn't really matter that it's WordPress or not. And now we do things like that with using um, usually like admin AJAX, and you have to be on the same domain, but you use admin AJAX. The problem with that is you're loading all of the WordPress admin to get admin AJAX. Like you have to load everything, but with the REST API, you can just kind of pull the data that you need, get that, just grab that one piece of information or whatever it is you're needing, and it definitely will speed up applications a lot. So I'm excited to see uh, how people implement that. Yeah, that's right. So speed was one of the major factors that was mentioned, as well as a new focus on JavaScript rather than just PHP for building applications on top of WordPress. Yeah, so right now, in the current state of the API, it's mostly used by agencies building custom apps for clients. We haven't seen it really in production for products like themes and plugins. So really in the coming year, at least, I don't believe we're going to be seeing big changes in, in that regard. Maybe in the future, yes. Well, and the, the truth is the REST API is only half baked into WordPress currently. Like half of it is still missing. Um, I believe like a lot of the authentication portions of the REST API are not currently there, which definitely limits how you can use it. Um, many of the endpoints that you would connect to are not available. So if a plugin wants to use the REST API in its current state, they have to create all custom endpoints. And for pl some plugins, that may be the, the thing they have to do anyway because their data is very unique uh, in the way that they're, they're getting that data um, or where that data is stored in the, in the database. But, yeah, I think, uh, I think it's going to have a dramatic change uh, over the next, maybe, like you said, maybe not this year, but in the coming years, uh, you're going to start to see a lot more plugins and themes start to embrace that as their go-to method for uh, extracting data from WordPress. Yeah, we've seen we've seen it uh, being used also by teams which are not familiar with WordPress itself. So they might be experts at Ruby on Rails, for example, and use Ruby on Rails to build their front end for the website, but use WordPress as the data storage component. And that was one of the major uses of the REST API so far. Yeah, that, that's that's actually kind of interesting, right? Like building your your front-facing website on whatever technology you want, but still using WordPress as the actual data storage of all of your user systems, all of your content, all that stuff. So, yeah, it's very interesting. Personally, I'm, I was really excited about Calypso. Um, I don't know if you've had the chance to try try it out and play around with it. So Calypso is this new app for Mac and Linux. So far, I don't believe it's available for Windows yet, uh, where you can administrate all your WordPress websites. So one, one thing we were discussing on the hack day was what new features need to go into the REST API to make it possible to really make Calypso, a tool like Calypso, replace WP Admin. So there's this debate going on on whether some elements of WP Admin should really be there, like the added themes or added plugins functionalities. So most of the developers were saying that really those features shouldn't be there because editing live code is a bad idea. On the other hand, I also understand bloggers who are using WordPress as the tool to build their website. And maybe they found a snippet, a CSS snippet or some function for their WooCommerce store, and they just want to drop it into their functions, PHP file, you know. It's called cowboy coding, but <laughs> many times it works. 
Sadly, it's how I probably code most of our live sites. <laughs> yeah, so they made me feel bad, you know, because these were all developers <laughs> using version control. They was the one like, hey, I think this is this feature is still used. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's gonna be it's gonna be interesting for plugins too, because if you go to a completely pure like Calypso WP admin, completely JS, it changes the plugin ecosystem dramatically. I mean. Really, to be truthful, all plugins currently would not work in that environment. So making making it in such a way that plugins can still, and let's be honest, plugins have made what WordPress is today. I mean, WordPress is great, and we all love the core product, but WordPress would not be where it is today if it wasn't for all of the developers who built these amazing plugins that extend its features. So if you lose that, uh, you lose some of the greatness that is WordPress. And so that's something that's going to have to be handled, I think, with great care as to how we make sure that plugins can still function, can still, you know, do what they do uh, in the ecosystem. So it'll, it's going to be, it's going to be, I think, some, uh, some growing pains over the next couple of years as we figure that all out. Yeah, definitely. I personally love Calypso and would love to have all the features that I have in WP Admin copied over to Calypso because I would really just use Calypso rather than going to WP Admin for each and every site I manage. Yeah. And this is especially true for people who use, who are developing websites for clients and maintaining them. Some people might have 30, 40, 50 websites to maintain and it's a big hassle. Of course, you can use other services that exist, but having an official WordPress app would be really handy. No, I, I agree. I think it'd be interesting. And I think you're going to see other companies take advantage of that as well. Um, companies like iTheme Sync, you know, they have their, their Sync product, Infinity WP, uh, all of these uh, that kind of create WordPress management dashboards. So you have one location are going to be able to benefit from the API and create immersive environments that they can pull everybody into uh, to do all of their updating, all of their content creation, all everything. Um, so it'll be really interesting to see how this, how this goes. So there's still a lot of uh, discussion going on on how to implement features. And I would encourage developers who are listening to the podcast to really get involved into the project because the people behind it need all the help they can get to get this moving fast so things like for example how do you solve uploading plugins to wordpress via calypso that's is that something that the api should even do uploading plugins uh, fetching updates when you get into each and every detail it's quite complex at times so yeah that was uh, interesting and it was a conference where i could meet a few major players in the market as always a big component of these conferences is networking. That's one of the things, the reasons why I encourage people to attend conferences. The WordPress community is really great. We're lucky to have such a friendly community where you can just walk up to anybody and not be afraid to speak to that person because mostly people are really friendly and happy to cooperate with whatever you want, you need. I agree. So the the REST conference was, I, if I remember correctly, it was hosted by Human Made, correct? That's right. Um, are they planning on making this a more regular thing? Is this is this something they're going to do again as we get closer to having perhaps the REST API fully baked into WordPress? What are, Do you know what their plans are for that? Um, I haven't asked them specifically whether this is only the first of many conferences, but I presume that given the number of people who attended, 
I think it's going to be a regular event because we're seeing a trend in general within the WordPress community of these private um, conferences, which are also sponsored by other people in the WordPress community, uh, including Automatic itself at times. So I think they are filling the gap gaps which WordCamp has left open, like the wor- the business focus, the technical focus, whereas WordCamps tend to be more generic events. Very cool. So... In your case, I've been hearing a lot of activity around Ninja Forms 3. I think many people are excited about that. Yeah, so give a little bit of a background story. About June of last year, we decided that Ninja Forms really needed a full rewrite. Um, There was just a lot of stuff that the way we had built 2.9 was becoming cluttered because the, the features that we wanted to add didn't really have a house a place to put them. And so certain fields ended up getting settings that just didn't matter to that field because there was no real convention for separating that. So we knew we needed a new fields API for our plugin. We we knew we needed a lot of basic core changes. And so when we started out on the journey, we also decided we didn't want to just rebuild forms the way everybody has built forms. You know, you look at form plugins across across the, uh, you know, the space, they all basically look the same. Um, minor differences here and there, whether the fields are on the left that you pull in or they're on the right or, or, you know, how they're designed in the list of fields, but they all basically look exactly the same. And so what we wanted to do is re-envision what form building might look like. And we're not UI, UX designers, uh, anyone in our office. I mean, I'm pretty decent with CSS and design, but I'm not a user experience designer. So we actually hired a company called Focus Lab Uh, that does UX and UI design and had them help us kind of rethink what form building could look like. So that was a month process, month actually a two-month process where we kind of worked through this, came up with the design that we had, and then started the implementation process. Um, But the other key parts of Ninja Forms 3 for us is that it's fully JavaScript. Uh, So it's a single-page web app when you go in to build your form or go to your emails and actions or advanced settings, things like that. It's all in one location. It's all just a single-page web app. It's JavaScript on the front end using templates. Um, Most of the technologies we're using are like Backbone, Underscore, Marionette. Um, Basically, we're just using PHP to talk to the database, you know, to as far as the APIs to get the information. So speaking of REST, uh, once the REST API is in, is fully baked into core, uh, we will alter our API to use that instead of, you know, the way we're doing it currently, uh, which is, you know, again, a lot of Ajax admin Ajax will be getting rid of that. Um, so that's something a uh, direction that we're headed. But it's a it's a new design. Core is pretty much built. Um, it's a you know we got some bugs that we're working out on the beta. If anybody wants to try it out, you can actually go to our demo site three dot ninjaforms.com. That's T H R E E dot ninjaforms.com. And you can actually test it out. Uh, if you have an iPhone, especially like a 6 or a 6 Plus, I'd, I'd encourage you to try it on that as well because it's kind of a cool experience that you can actually build forms on a mobile device and actually enjoy it. Now, you may not be able to do anything else in WordPress on your phone, but you'll be able to build a form, and it's really kind of cool. Um, but that's been a big part of like the whole last half of, of the previous year, uh, what we've been working on. Um, and it's been, it's been a, a, an experience. But... The reviews that we've gotten and the feedback we've gotten from people have been super, super positive. Everybody loves it. I've not, I've not gotten one negative comment other than 
um, you know, when we talk about backwards compatibility and some of the things that we're just not going to be able to be backwards compatible for. And so we've had to explain that. And so we've had a few users come back and say, you mean I'm going to have to rebuild this thing? And I'm gonna, and unfortunately, we're, we have to say, yes, you're going to have to rebuild that. But it'll be easier to rebuild, and I think you'll enjoy it, and it'll help, help you learn the product anyway. So there's some, there's some benefits to it. Uh, but that's not everybody. Most people who are just using the core product will just migrate over, no problem. Um, but yeah, that's been that's been the big project, and it's been really kind of neat talking about all this REST API. And if, if anyone missed it, you should watch it. Uh, Matt Mullenweg's State of the Word address at WordCamp US. Um, you know, he's te- he's telling the WordPress community to learn JavaScript deeply and that he sees more plugins moving to he wants to see more plugins moving towards javascript but before he ever said that we were already building ninja forms with backbone so uh, it's kind of interesting to to kind of be validated that we were already moving in the right direction before it kind of became the cool thing to do (laughs) yeah so matt was probably playing with your plugin before and just copied your idea <laughs> i don't e- i don't even know if matt mullenweg knows who we are so i don't I'm not, I'm not so sure about that i think i think we're still under the radar when it comes to what matt's involved in <laughs> humble as always so uh, one thing i i wanted to ask you is uh, so so far when reviewing plugins on wp Mayer, i've always taken a special look at the ui of plugins and i tend to criticize people who break away from the WordPress interface. And in your case, this is totally a custom interface, right? It is, it is, yeah. So what what was your thought process in that? Was it a challenge to break away from the standard UI? It was a challenge because like you, I actually tried for a long time to want to maintain the WordPress UI. And that was important for us. And so we did that a lot. As a matter of fact, the original version of Ninja Forms was built off of the menus system way back when it first came out. It's, it's evolved a little bit, and we didn't evolve with it per se. But when we first built out Ninja Forms, we basically copied the menu system line for line to kind of use that as our guide, guiding point. We wanted it to be familiar, and something if you're already building menus and building forms should feel no different. And we, we liked that idea. The problem is when you try to stick to someone else's UI, um, you are forced to uh, you're you're forced to hold yourself back on certain things that you can do to innovate the product further because there's just not a convention for it or it's going to look off. And so we started at first with a hybrid of this is a new UI but hey we're going to keep the buttons the same and we're going to keep some of these fields the same and all that and as we started to build it I and this is not any slam against the UI team behind WordPress because they are amazingly talented and they are working very hard and it has come a long, long way from where it was. But honestly, it looked ugly to us. Like when we started to try to use their conventions to do everything, it just looked ugly. And so at some point we had to decide, um, we're just going to, if we're going to bail, we're going to bail 100%. We're just not going to try even. But what I think what we've done, while we have strayed completely from the UI of WordPress, I think we've created something that's still very elegant and beautiful, and I'm hoping that most people will embrace it. In fact, one of the developers of one of our add-ons said, I wish the new menu system was just like Ninja Forms, and she mocked it up in screenshots of how you could build menus in our new format, which was kind of cool to see. So she's already kind of envisioning what could WordPress look like if it adopted our style guide as to how we're styling the plugin, and could that be a way for WordPress to push forward? 
And I don't see WordPress adopting our style guide for <laughs> anytime soon. But um, it's neat to see other developers actually really enjoying the direction that we went and actually thinking WordPress could benefit from the thinking, the, the, the kind of thinking that we've done in our product. So it was tough. It was definitely a challenge. So perhaps we can talk about other plugins using your plugin, the new Ninja Forms 3, as kind of the standard or model to develop their own interfaces off from if they do decide that they want to move. Because um, one thing I've been struggling with as a plugin developer is, okay, Matt Malenweg is talking about JavaScript all the time, but then building an, a, a user interface for a plugin if you follow all the tutorials out there, it's mostly doing PHP and using API for, for WP admin itself. So we kind of struggle to make the bridge between why all this JavaScript hype when everything's still done the old way. And perhaps looking at some new of the newer plugins coming out, such as Ninja Forms, will help other plugin developers embrace JavaScript and start to model their own plugins on yours. Yeah, we, we hope that's the case. I mean, in, in our, I mean, I don't expect, uh, you know, plugin developers to adopt our UI. In fact, I don't want them to adopt our UI because it's kind of, we're kind of looking at it as a piece of our branding. And so I don't want you to duplicate my UI necessarily, but if you do, so be it. I mean, that, you know, if it, if it makes WordPress better in the process and your product's better in the process, that's great. Um, but what we are doing is, as all of our third-party collaborating developers are building add-ons, they have to update their add-ons for NinjaForms 3, they're kind of getting thrown into JavaScript a little early. So I hope we're helping the process by getting them to think about JavaScript inside of WordPress, how that works, how we're doing it. And the way we're doing it is not likely to be the way WordPress will adopt. You know, We're using Backbone uh, and Underscore and Marionette and Backbone Radio and things like that to do a lot of the, what we're doing. And we know that Matt Mullenweg has pretty much said, leaning towards React, because that's what Calypso's built on, and he's really pushing for React. Um, and so we're doing some different things. Hopefully we'll find ways for them to all work together uh, seamlessly. Um, but we're hoping we're helping the process a little bit to get other developers thinking about JavaScript. And at least our collaborating developers are going to have to get their feet wet a little bit with, with JavaScript. So. All right, so maybe we can talk about ADD bookings, which has been my yeah my team's main focus in the last couple of weeks. And uh, yeah, so we've been we've released the bookings add-on for Easy Digital Downloads, as we've mentioned in the previous episode. And right now we're focusing on gathering user feedback and providing the features that that have been requested. And one thing we've implemented this week is a demo system based on Ninja demos. And we've seen a lot of signups. However, the conversions are still very low. So possibly we're going to have to try to understand what's going wrong there. And what we've implemented is this feedback email, which gets sent out two or three days after people try out the demo and ask them basically what, how they liked it and whether they have found some features missing so we can uh, work off that. Yeah, that was what I was going to ask if you were collecting emails as they're trying the demo and what your follow-up process looked like. Yeah, so we're using MailPoet to collect the emails when they're signing up for the Ninja demo uh, site and then email them Very with cool. an autoresponder three days later. And Another thing, yeah, sorry. 
Go ahead. No, I was just going to say, so you're not, are you not getting a lot of responses from those follow-up emails? Yeah, it's always very tricky to get responses once people decide not to go for a product. Um, are, I'm assuming, right, you're doing kind of an open-ended email, right? You're sending them an email and you're asking them a few questions. Have you thought about doing more of a survey? How would that work? Um, so guiding them a little bit. Are there any examples that you have in mind? Well, you know, I, I think when you get an open-ended email, now you have to think about, oh, I've got to describe my experience, and you have to get very detailed, and that may be a little bit, the, the, the leap to have to write that email might be a little tough, but if you can guide them and say, you know, hey, what did you think about the UI, um, or, you know, you know, good, bad, great, you know, give them some options to choose from, and guide them to a few key points, points that you want to know, that they could easily just check or say yes or no to, and then have a message for, hey, is there anything you'd like to add? Because we really like your feedback. Um, but once they've done those little things, even if they don't fill out the message, like if, even if they don't give you a detailed message, you're at least getting something that's fairly easy for them to do, and it doesn't require a lot of, um, a lot of effort on their part. It's just a thought. And for everyone listening, this is why being in a mastermind helps. You get this kind of feedback that's invaluable for for me as a plugin developer learning from what other people have done and uh, really taking our product forward uh, what else we've been working on a redesign for our aggregator website which so far has been using a standard team from uh, studio press and is really crying out for some new some life actually in its design so I've come across array teams, which have a team specifically designed for easy digital downloads. Um, in fact, one of the developers behind array also works with uh, Pippin on EDD. We're talking about John Paris, and we're going to probably be working with this particular team, which is called Checkout. Yeah, Array, uh, array has, I think, a handful of themes, right? They have a, uh, about a half a dozen or so themes available, and they're really nice. Like, they're very... they're. They're kind of minimalist. They don't go over the top, but they, they're really sharp. So a, I'm a bit hesitant because I've, I've invested a lot of learning into StudioPress. So I know my way around that quite well. But I found StudioPress teams to be too bare bones. So we'd have to invest more time in actually getting a designer on board to flesh it out. Whereas with Array, they kind of look more ready for implementation without much work in design. We're actually uh, redesigning ninjaforms.com as well. Actually, ninja, uh, all of our brand sites, but we're starting with ninjaforms.com. And we are in the same boat, not necessarily in the same boat in the sense that I usually will use Genesis and, you know, trick it out to what I need it to be or whatever. Um, but this time I actually am working with someone else to build the theme because I said, I, said, I just want to remove myself from that and get a fresh design perspective. Uh, so we're using uh, a friend of ours, Andy Wilkerson, uh, who has Runway WP and Perella, I can never pronounce it, Perellis or whatever his name, the name of that company is. <laughs> he's going to hate me for that. Um, I, can, I never get it right. Uh, he's a phenomenal designer, though. He's a theme forest author, so you'll see a lot of his stuff um, available. As a, as a matter of fact, I actually have one of your aggregator sites up, uh, WP News Desk, which I wanted to ask you about. Um, and the first one in the list right now is Frontrunner. Uh, WordPress theme for politicians, and that is his theme, one of his themes that he built, and it's just gorgeous. So he's actually doing our uh, Ninja Forms and Ninja brand as a whole redesign for all of our sites. 
Yeah, right. And actually, I forgot to mention WP News Desk, which was one of the things we released uh, lately as well. And so I'm assuming, right, WP News Desk is, is a great way to showcase a use case for WP RSS aggregator, right? Um, I, you know, it's pulling in all these feeds from various WordPress sources. Uh, and it's awesome. Like, well, I use WP News Desk now to plug into my team so that they know what's going on in the WordPress community. So, you know, while I may be kind of connected to Twitter and everywhere else and seeing the stuff, they don't necessarily see all that stuff. And this has been a great resource for me to kind of push them towards that. I'm glad you found it useful. And that's exactly why we needed it ourselves. And plus, it was a great use case for WP RSS aggregator. Yeah, so I'd say if you if you don't know what WP RSS aggregator is, um, check out WPNewsDesk.com. Um, and this is just one use case, but you can you may spin up sites on, on a niche that you want to target. And in this case, it's WordPress. Um, but there's a lot of different use cases, but you can kind of see the, the examples of what you can pull off with it. And it's, it's, it's really nice. Um, and like I said, we use the site frequently just to kind of keep up with WordPress news because there's some sites on there that I didn't have in my regular list. And it's very cool. Okay. So um, the last thing I wanted to mention was that we've recently moved to WooCommerce for WP Mayor. We've switched our store to WooCommerce. Before we were using a concoction of uh, Gravity Forms and PayPal, and it was really not sustainable in the long term for building a proper e-commerce platform. So now we're on WooCommerce, and I'm really looking forward to comparing and contrasting WooCommerce with EDD, which we use on the aggregator site. That's very interesting. Um, yeah, so you, you've gotten to the point with WP Mayor that you want a kind of a full commerce solution, not just a kind of a form process. Yeah, even in terms of reporting, we were lacking a bit there. Which is uh, a, a topic I'd love to talk about and in maybe a previous episode is just business analytics and reporting and um, you know trying to run a, run a business off of hard data and not just gut instinct. <laughs> yeah, and in fact, that's one of the like, would-be cool uses of the REST API if somebody would build... REST API for getting data out of WooCommerce or all these e-commerce platforms and then build, say, a Chrome app, which you could use on a TV mounted on the wall displaying all the the KPIs for your business. That's something I've thought about. Yeah, that'd be awesome. If you build it, let me know so I can buy it from you. <laughs> I guess I won't be going out anymore this year. Then. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and uh, that's what we've been up to. I'm actually going to visit the U.S. soon, and uh, around a month, I'll be attending Pressonomics, and you'll be there too, James, right? Absolutely. Uh, we're doing, we're starting off in just a little over a week, we'll be at WordCamp Miami, and eh, maybe about two weeks. Um, we'll do WordCamp Miami, and then a week and a half after that, we're at Pressonomics. So. Cool. So I'll be spending three weeks with my wife in, uh, in the region, California, going around to San Francisco and some other places. So if anybody within the WordPress community wants to meet up, I'd be very happy to do so. That's awesome. Okay, I guess uh, we can wrap this one up as well. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, where can people find you? So you can find me on Twitter at Jean Galea or on my personal blog, JeanGalea.com. What about you, James? You can find me uh, on Twitter at James Laws or my personal website, JamesLaws.com. And of course, any of our product sites, you could probably track us down there as well. And as uh, John said, if you're at, if you're going to be at Pressonomics, uh, track us down, pull us aside, say hello. We'd love to uh, love to talk to you. Definitely. 
All right, guys. See you for the next episode. See you next time. Bye.